welcome to this show. This show is Layout, a show in where we talk about design, technology, and everything else, emphasis on the em- everything else. This week, we don't talk about the MacBook Pro 16-inch, but we do talk about um, some of our pickles with Figma, uh, Figma's UI. We talk about the just released, but still in beta, GitHub iOS app. Um, and then we have a little banter about uh, both of our home screens, because we do that sometimes. This week's episode is sponsored by Flywheel. Hey, good thing. Good thing I had to reboot my computer because then it gave me some time, and I checked my phone as I waited, and I checked Twitter as I waited, and I found for the first time I properly. I took a proper look at the screenshot of your home screen when you tweeted like, oh, GitHub app, now we made it to my home screen. Uh-oh. And now I have questions. <laughs> okay, sure, go So for I'm going to add this to the show notes. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> sorry, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to do this. Uh, and I guess we should also add, I don't know, GitHub app, iOS app. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's add it there. Boom. Hi, Brian. Uh, but before we get to all that good stuff, Let's also get to other good stuff. Um, I made it sound like it's a sponsor ad <laughs> coming, but it's not. <laughs> it's follow-up. Follow-up. Um, last, last episode, we, we, we were joking, but we were mentioning like, you know, we, that was the episode number 155, and that's a lot of episodes, and we kind of wish or wondered if any listener has listened to every single episode. And by the way, it's not 155. It's like, there's like four or five extra ones that didn't really make the number, like Star Wars specials or whatever. Uh, those didn't, you know, didn't have their own episode number. Um, it was like bonus episodes. Remember that game we played once? Like the yeah, yeah, those were fun. Ah, oh, that was fun. Those are special. What do you call that type of game? Episode. Uh, text adventure. Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> it took so long. <laughs> it was the worst edit ever. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but so anyway, uh, unbelievable, incredible listeners uh, were kind enough to let us know on Twitter. They tweeted at us at LayoutFM uh, to let us know that, yes, indeed, they have listened to <laughs> every single episode. And so we want to just give a shout out and mention, you know, uh, uh, listeners, uh, Niklas Peterson, Charles Anderson, and uh, Alex Frangimore, <laughs> friends of the shows. Yeah. Of the shows? No. Friends of the show and friends of the It's like the AirPods, hosts. bro. <laughs> friends, shows of the friends. Um, anyway, they, they listen to every episode, which is incredible. Also scary. Cool. Also yep. incredible. So thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for letting us know that you listened to all that. And now I kind of wish we had some prize, but uh, we don't. So we'll, we'll keep these tweets, um, you know, saved. So if it, one day we have more stickers or something, mm-hmm. maybe. And I'm sure there's more of you out there. <laughs> Please tell us. <laughs> we want to compile an exhaustive list of all the longtime listeners. Uh, oh, actually, let me use this opportunity to ask something uh, and okay. like to, to our listeners. And like, you don't need to have oh. listened to all of the episodes to participate. But uh, I am uh, making some updates to the website. And uh, I was looking at it, and we at the top of the the website we have a list of three episodes uh, that were like, hey, if you're new to the show, start with those three episodes. 
And these episodes are really, really old episodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like it would be time to give that a bit of a refresh. So if you're a listener, please send us your favorite episodes. Like try to remember <laughs> what was your the, the episodes that you liked the most. Uh, and you can DM us on Twitter or send us an email or whatever. Uh, and uh, I will use that um, to uh, basically just to update that list. So I would really that appreciate That is a good that. idea. And it, you don't have to give us the actual number or you can just say oh the one where you mentioned the dingus yeah we'll find um, it yeah we'll, we'll find it just don't say the one where Rafa rings the bell because you, know, you know all of the episodes <laughs> Ding. not all um, when I travel I don't travel with my bell I always forget and I always regret it <laughs> wah, wah. Um, have you considered though like recording your actual bell and then oh I guess that that's all every time you use it but um <laughs> for travel episodes like inserting a digitally crafted bell sound i don't have the bell sound as like you know a little sound effect that i have i have more goose sounds now than my bell my <laughs> own bell sound. Goose sound here <laughs> honk <laughs> uh yeah no that's a good idea actually you know what let me do that, that right now i'll make a couple ones so there's like a let it ring it's another one i don't know well that was very okay cool thanks now i have sound effects (laughs) boom cool uh still on follow-up uh friend of the show andy santana um he listened to last week's episode in in on the some people call it after show uh some people call it the after dark some people call it whatever we call it the upside down um that's a very on the nose stranger things uh reference actually started with stranger things i think because we wanted to talk about the show yep and we're like well we'll leave it to the end and i played that you know the theme song um and it became the name of the segment yeah exactly so oh, we would flip the uh the artwork and people would message us <laughs> saying hey i think something's wrong that is oh my god <laughs> that's true and i totally forgot i was like nope that's, that all, that's literally on purpose <laughs> that's the whole oh point my god. it actually okay, takes i'm so it actually sorry. takes more work for us to do this <laughs> <laughs> you know what Cause i think last week i i swapped it with the stranger things theme layout cover nice, yeah you know with the with the dark and the red accents um but you're right i should do the upside down so you know what this episode even if we don't have an upside down segment mm-hmm. i will have an upside down <laughs> artwork flip thing the next God, time someone so someone asks myself. like hey why is your artwork flip i will send them to this very segment of the episode <laughs> mm-hmm. so last week we had an upside down and we discussed uh we talked about the latest and final star wars trailer and and then uh, listener Andy Santana uh, tweeted it as like send us a link um, about that. Uh, but it's it's a it's a YouTube clip uh, by Patrick Williams, um, and it's a thirty minute <laughs> thirty minute long video uh, analyzing Star Wars trailers, like all of them in the plural. Actually, just the new the latest trilogy. I watched it all. It's incredible. It goes really nerdy. Especially, I love all of the the theme like character theme songs motifs Mm, and how they play with that super interesting i uh i actually subscribe to this channel but like for some reason i missed this video um so if you watch that video because you're into it and then you like it i also recommend just the whole channel uh, in itself 
it's amazing. I once one of my favorite videos from 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 this person is a forty one long forty one minute long video about how to rewrite the Matrix sequels to make <laughs> them good. Nice. The Matrix sequel. It was unbelievable. <sighs> it it was incredible. It made so much sense, and also it helped me understand what exactly is wrong with the sequels. Mm. Anyway, incredible channel, incredible suggestion. Uh, thank you so much, Andy. Uh, and for everyone else, you know, if you like to nerd out on these things, like analysis of analysis of trailers, which is a very <laughs> niche, nerdy <laughs> thing, uh, links in the show notes. Nice. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, did you watch, I assume you watched it, the the new <laughs> Mandalorian show on Disney+. Okay. Plus. Why do, you, why do you assume that I watched it, Kevin? <laughs> of course. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So there, there's one thing that I've learned about you is... You can't resist the hype about anything. <laughs> and so, so like, of course you've, you've watched it um, because there was hype about it. And then number two, you're just like me, a big Star Wars fan. So it's like, yeah, I would be okay. shocked I if you didn't watch it. I was bracing myself for a little, uh, a little, little judgy comment on the fact that I watch a lot of TV. Or you oh, think and you also watch so much TV. <laughs> oh my <No>. goodness. <laughs> I reject that premise. Uh, um, I forgot about yeah, this. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, all of Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, I did subscribe to Disney+. Plus. <laughs> no, no, but I, um, I, I was saying like you watch all of it already. <laughs> oh yeah, all of the catalog. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> Um, uh, no, but I did watch today, like after watching the the, the video I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, like I got I got bit by the Star Wars bug again, <laughs> and so the the thirty twenty minutes give or take that I had before we we started recording, I put on uh, Force Awakens in in full four K HDR. Glory. Oh really? Um, Wow, it looks even better than I nice. remembered. <laughs> well, because I didn't remember it in yeah. HDR. And that Perfect. first so, scene is super awesome too. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can see, you, you can really see the HDR-ness. <laughs> <laughs> it's also like a nighttime and all with all the lasers. It's, I don't know, it's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so, okay, Mandalorian. Yes, I did watch it. Uh, I, like, I think it looks really cool. Like visually, looks cool. But like as a TV show, and again based only on the first episode, because I think only one episode is out, right? Yeah, I think I think so. Because um, I can't keep track of how you know how TV shows now are released. Apple TV all Plus the TV shows three get at a time, on and Friday, then so okay, well, yeah. So anyway, uh, so based on that first episode, I think it looks cool. Like I, th- I think it's really. Um, it's true to the Star Wars look and feel, right? Um, uh, but like story-wise, I don't know if it's the fact that the main character has a helmet all the time, and so we can't really see the acting. Um, I don't know if it's, I don't know. It felt very meh. meh. If it's like if I had to write a quick Star Wars story, <laughs> like a little arc, <laughs> that's probably what I could come up right. with. So, which is not saying a lot. So I don't know. Um, oh, I guess we can't spoil it. Okay, because I I have some, like, a yeah. question about that ending. But whatever. Um, um, so what do, what did you think? Did you watch it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Of course, I watched it. Um, <laughs> I had to find some time for Star Wars. Um, 
so I agree with your comments. Uh, it looks, yeah, it looks good. Like the the visuals of it look like look and feel like Star Wars. Like they have all the the Star mm-hmm. Wars the elements in it. Uh, I thought the CGI was not that great. No, uh, the opening shot with the yeah. speeder. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> um, so yeah, it it like it really gives off some some real like prequely vibes, <laughs> the quality, and you can you can definitely tell that they're not spending the same amount of money on this show than they are in the main movies. Uh, but oh well, you know it's fine. Um, and they actually do use a lot of like real world props. So for mm-hmm. most of the show, yeah. I think it's fine. Which I think I think it's one of the things that make it look and feel like real Star Wars is the heavy use of of practical effects yeah. and like little dummies and you know Muppets, Muppets and <laughs> <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> sure. Yeah, there's this oh, little yeah. Muppet in a cage. <laughs> That's true. Uh, at one point, anyways, seeing another Muppet being roasted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Savage. That was shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, I need to keep track of these show titles. A Muppet <laughs> in a game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Little okay. Muppets being roasted. Um, um, so yeah, but the main the main concern certainly is the same one that you just just mentioned. It's like how like how do you expect us, the audience, to relate with? A character who wears a helmet the whole time and frankly doesn't talk at all, like pretty much like in the whole show, like maybe had what five lines and that, about right. that's about it. Like um, it's going to be very hard to get people to care about this character. Now, it's not impossible. Right. Like I think and Star Wars is the perfect example of that, of how we can empathize a lot with characters that don't even speak like the prime example is r2d2 like how much affection does everyone have towards r2d2 and -hmm. even bb8 more recently it's like these characters don't speak right but there is way to like signal what their personality is and these characters do have a lot of personality um so from the first episode i can't say that i know what the (laughs) personality of the mandalorian is and i think this will be the biggest challenge for this show so for me, I will. I've seen enough, especially with the the ending of the first episode, that I'm like curious to to keep watching it. Mm-hmm. But I would say I'm not convinced yet. Like I I remain neutral basically on this. Yeah. Uh, it's here in this household is uh, this is the show that like it's my show. Like Deb's right. was checked out immediately, even before it started. Like you know what? No, I'm not into. <laughs> Again, there's a lot of shows now. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch this. Uh, if, yeah, it's like you said. I think. I think they are heavily capitalizing on the on the not fame, but on the success of of Boba Fett, the character, um, which I think it was a accidental fan favorite. I don't think the studios were ready, like, or were predicting that the success in how popular uh, boba fett would become because uh, boba fett has like in total like five minutes screen time or whatever right. <laughs> probably like one line um but you know so mandalorian is not the boba fett <laughs> even though looks pretty much like it um and and honestly so just another thing that i want to say is the be, this being 
honestly the first like big Disney Plus original series. Because I know there's a lot coming, a lot of Marvel as well, Marvel series coming. But right now, I think on lunch day, Mandalorian is like the big Disney Plus um, show. And so for a company like Disney with uh, the deep pockets that a company like Disney has, I was expecting like big budget for this um, for this production, for this show. And I don't know if it has, if it has indeed a, a big budget or not, but I did not see it. You mentioned CGI, like all the, those special effects were pretty rough. And like even the action scenes, like there's really nothing going on at one point. And I think I'm okay spoiling this because it's like in the first five minutes. Um, the Mandalorian is trying to take off with his uh, spaceship and there's like a big old monster biting the ship. And so he has to release, you know, has to get away with that situation. Mm-hmm. And he's like, put the ship on autopilot, you know, grabs his <laughs> weapon. It's like, oh, shit, you know. <laughs> like shit's going down and he just pokes the monster like that's it that was the action because <laughs> I, I thought it was going to be like a big action piece right like him the mandalorian versus this big old monster snake dragon looking thing but no just poked him with a stick um and that was that was it so mm-hmm. I, I guess I, I i missed that like grandioseness of the star wars thing yeah. i guess um, yeah like one bigger criticism i have and again like this is just the first episode so we'll see but um a lot of this episode kind of felt like a video game to me (laughs) like a Mm. lot of the scenes was like all right step one need to get the guy from this place and take it to this location (laughs) then fight the side quest (laughs) fight the yeah like fight the little monster boss so you can get to the go to this other planet or whatever um then go i forget what it is like the what what this planet is where with the guy and the the two like little horse beasts <laughs> i don't know how you call them but um sure. and it's like all right now this is like a a, a tutorial sequence right like where you have to learn how to right. ride the horse <laughs> because i was waiting for a training montage. it's like yeah, yeah that's basically it right like uh, it really felt like just this video game that's going on rails um so yeah i don't know like mm-hmm. <laughs> again i i personally feel like i'm not that invested in, in this like mm-hmm. i'm okay with this being like a star wars thing that i just don't watch if it doesn't it's just half good. hour long right a little bit more i think it was like 40 minutes 40 but, maybe yeah. okay okay i think that's one of the few reasons why i'm probably still gonna watch or at least I'll watch episode two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, same. Cool. Anyway, uh, do we have more follow-up? <laughs> okay, so I, I the next thing I want to talk about in follow-up is just give people a little bit of an update on the morning show. So I've watched all four available episodes. I don't know if you have. Uh, I'm really mm-hmm. into this show. I think it's gotten really good. It's cool, good. right? Yeah, yeah, I really I like it's it. it's good. Um, to the extent where I'm kind of like excited to see the next episode and I have to suffer through mm. Apple's super annoying like one episode a, a, a week kind of release schedule. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's not Apple's thing, you know. <laughs> I mean, they're the ones that are imposing usually. this. <laughs> oh, I, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they don't have to. I mean, you could say no, the same they don't have the to. Like, show, but... It's like they're not, yeah. they're not still shooting the morning show. Like, <laughs> It's all all right. of it is done, right? Um, so 
yeah so i hate the release schedule like that that is something that i've just like discovered through uh with the mandalorian the morning show is i feel like boy it's been forever since i've watched like a tv show that releases an episode a week and i really don't like that like i just want to watch a show whenever i want to watch it god damn it uh i don't want to i want to have to wait every friday that like every show gets released at the same time and then i have to every show comes out on friday yeah everything comes out on friday um it's like they didn't talk to each other about the release dates but but i kind of feel and i guess this is something that past us was maybe a little bit better at doing but it kind of feels to me like reading five books at the same time like it's kind of hard to keep track and like remember of like oh yeah like where were we like when we left off where i feel like it's it's much nicer to just be like all right my entertainment life is going to be all about the morning show for the next two weeks or a couple days or whatever um i i like that much better i agree to a certain extent but i can also see that there are some shows that do benefit from having a week other than westworld i don't buffer (laughs) or like you know uh, because when you do that you can end on a cliffhanger which is very powerful storytelling thing if you end on a cliffhanger it immediately is like next episode and boom okay we're done the cliffhanger doesn't you know has no impact in you i don't know i think the cliffhanger works too uh, to me because like i mean i know like you're <laughs> you consume a lot of media so maybe it's not as as big of a thing for you but like for for me oftentimes like i will watch one episode per sitting like i will rarely do the intense mm-hmm. binge watching so oftentimes it's like I, you get the the cliffhanger and, I feel like, judged. and then like oftentimes like that does make me want to start the beginning of the the next episode yeah, that's the and thing. typically yeah. i will like maybe like get the reveal and then like pause and then like turn it off or whatever. Yeah. Maybe I will continue if it's like, I'm really into it, but um, so I do still think that there's value in the cliffhangers, but I don't know. I agree. Like it's, it's not a thing where like everyone's talking about for, for a week, like, Oh, what do you think is going to happen? So yeah, that's marketing for you. Uh, And then the last thing I (laughs) just wanted to mention in this super long follow up. Um, <laughs> this is uh, something that the friend of the show Alberto Orsini uh, commented on Instagram and this is a um, a post on Instagram by Pablo Stanley uh, that we talked about famous for his illustrations um, <laughs> and it's just like a little funny sort of like cartoon style illustration with uh, there's two characters there's like a, a woman and like a sort of guy with a with a beard and stuff uh and the woman's like i just traveled through europe i've learned french i've mastered a souffle recipe i ran a 4k race i became a mentor in my field and i finished writing a book and then the the guy is like well i'm almost finished working on my portfolio (laughs) i feel like yep that's me (laughs) do you feel seen totally yeah so that was that was very funny. That was really good. And uh, if you don't follow Pablo Stanley on Instagram, uh, you should. You should. Uh, yeah, lots of good stuff. Okay, so after talking about our listeners and Star Wars analysis and YouTube clips and The Mandalorian and The Morning Show and Instagram posts, welcome to Layout, a show about design, technology. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay, let's get to actual topics. We, uh, we really focus about. on the everything else part <laughs> this episode yeah. so far. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. 
uh okay before we get to the to the sweet juicy topics uh design oriented topics totally we promised stay tuned <laughs> don't don't pause um do you want to tell our listeners about a new sponsor this is a new sponsor yeah let me tell you about flywheel so flywheel's delightful platform offers you professionally managed wordpress hosting that is packed with sleek workflow tools that are a total dream for developers and agencies uh, its key features include dashboards that are built by designers. Um, so it's built with custom UI in mind. So you'll know it'll be super beautiful and powerful. It also allows you to build WordPress sites faster with blueprints by saving uh, your themes and plugins as neat pre-installed packages. Uh, you can say goodbye to clunky checkout processes uh, by having your client pay uh, their own hosting bill. So you don't have to kind of manage that that whole like back and forth if you're working with clients and building their websites um, and with organizations all of your team's site are in a single dashboard and everyone on your team has access to create sites push a site to production or request billing uh, and with things like free SSL certificates and their platform being built on top of Google Cloud Platform you'll be able to sleep easy knowing that your sites are safe and sound on Flywheel. On top of that, they also have data centers around the world and 24-7 support from WordPress experts. So Flywheel is really built for a global audience. So it's time to start scaling your business with a hosting partner that is dedicated to helping you succeed. So move your site to Flywheel for free today and learn out more about it at getflywheel.com slash layoutfm. Our thanks to Flywheel for sponsoring this week's episode. Kevin, this is what we have in our show notes thing. The MacBook Pro 16-inch whatever released today. Do we care, by the way? No. Nope. Should we even? <laughs> okay. Uh, no one cares. I mean, people. some people care. A lot of people care, apparently. I, whatever. It's a good, it's a good upgrade. So, cool. Um, then we have Figma UI Twitter things. That's. <laughs> I'm curious about this one. Okay, we can talk about that. Uh, GitHub iOS also released today. And then, and I want to I want to comment about your home screen in a bit. So okay, I'm scratching off MacBook Pro 16. No one cares except the people who do. And if you do care, cool. <laughs> you could summarize basically all the topics here like that. <laughs> well, no, because like some topics we do care, and if we do care, okay, cool. Right. We're gonna talk about. It. <laughs> all right. Uh. But yeah, but ner the nerds seem to be happy with this MacBook. But I'm like, it's not that different. I guess if you didn't... Oh, here I am talking about it. You know what? No, I'm not talking about it. Let's move on. Figma UI Twitter things. Um, this means nothing to for people who really didn't follow me on Twitter. And honestly, they had a really small window to catch those tweets because I ended up deleting them. Um, so this means nothing to most people. So I... I'm a bit uncomfortable talking about this, but I'll I'll try. So I'll try to summarize what happened and also give more context, like the story behind the tweets. <laughs> please do, please do. <laughs> okay, we've been at Netlify. Uh, we've been uh, using more and more Figma for things, and I've been personally, I've been like stress testing it, giving it, you know, spending more time with it. Um, so. By doing so, um, a lot of things 
not a lot, but like some UI things were like driving me up the wall. And so I spent a couple of days just experiencing these. And of course I like to, <laughs> I, I, I'm an open book. So I, I like to <laughs> share my, uh, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I usually tweet about things that I'm thinking about or experiencing or whatever. Cause yeah. So I tweeted, I forget exactly like the original tweet. It was something like, man, Figma is amazing, but like this UI is completely bananas. Um, I think something along these lines. And immediately after, I had actually, I have like a thread or something, whatever. I don't remember. Um, eventually people were like, well, why? You know, like why is the UI bananas? You included, I think. Would yep. you care to, you know, <laughs> say more? And I immediately after I was like, crap. <laughs> I can see why I was just being so vague. And I got so tweeted also, by the way, which oh, doesn't really? happen. What did, yeah. What and did I they say? caught it. Like, here's this dude just like criticizing a tool or someone's work without really giving any concrete like information or whatever. No way. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Something like that. And and I'm like, I replied and said, Hey, I, I, I can see that I was, I was just very vague. My apologies. Like I, I will, I am in the process. I'm recording a video, like walking through exactly what, about their UI dead. And then they're like, I'm not talking about you. Why are you making everything about yourself? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> What's a Figma? Yeah. <laughs> I meant Sigma, the, the pens or whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. honestly, for what it's worth, like I thought your, your comments and like you kind of made a big deal because you're, you know, you're a gentleman and you're like, oh, I'm deleting the tweet and everything. But <laughs> your comment was honestly like... N- very tame <laughs> like in terms of criticism was like n- i know nothing that's very like crazy or i even think would make people feel bad like i mean hopefully they don't but like <laughs> i i can't speak for them but like i feel like if i saw someone say the same thing about my product like i'd be like oh interesting like i wonder what they're thinking about but and be like mm-hmm. oh my gosh like this person totally hates me Right. They were tamed. Like I wasn't by any means, I wasn't trying to pick up attention and I wasn't, I wasn't trying to like to start, uh, like I wasn't looking for a hot, uh, hot take or something. Like I didn't, I was just venting whatever uh, online, which mm. that's how a lot of bad things. Start. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I, I didn't have any motive or in, you know, second intention or whatever. I was just like, ah, this UI, it's bananas. That's exactly what it was. Um, but then I was like, okay, I can see how vague, I'm being, and this is not, like, what can you do with it? You can just try to say, yeah, Figma's UI is stupid <laughs> or whatever. Or you can say, like, dude, I don't think so. Figma's UI is great. Because all these comments, like, people come, people get back to you either by, like, using your tweet as, like, an excuse to shit on Figma or an excuse to like defend Figma, and because I was super vague, they could they could pick whatever they wanted about right. the tool, right, to defend or to attack. Um, so I was like, okay, this is not good. Let me record a quick video because I I record a lot of videos, like silly videos, <laughs> internally at work all the freaking time. It's something I do. <laughs> um, it's part of your personal brand. I, <laughs> 
well just private brand i guess <laughs> only, uh, only if you work with me you're gonna see those videos um we're hiring netlify.com slash careers um so <laughs> damn it i feel dirty by whatever <laughs> um i was gonna say <laughs> netlify is not paying me to say that well but they are paying me for, <laughs> they're paying uh, you but not to whole... complain about figma that's <laughs> for sure <laughs> that's true oh that's that's 100 for sure um so i do record a video uh in where i go like i record a screen and i walk over with some editing and i walk over some of the things that drive me crazy um and i edit and i try to edit it in a compact way and in the end i have a 14 minute uh 14 minute long video and I was like, okay, I'm going to post this, uh, attach it to the Twitter thread, and now I'm giving more context. But then I was never... I can't remember the last time I was this nervous about just tweeting something. Because um, I'm like, okay, so what am I doing here? I am just complaining about someone's work. Like, And I don't know. I think if I, if I was complaining about Adobe, which has a gazillion employees and is like the biggest corporation ever, or about Apple, I shit on apple all the time or whatever like this big big corporations i don't feel bad because that it, it gets to a point in where these companies they're not they don't have people anymore like i don't see the people <laughs> anymore i just see the you know the, the the company but when it's a company still as small like figma or heck even sketch for that matter which is even smaller like these tools or abstract or in where especially if i know people who work there i still feel bad for complaining or saying bad shit about it mm -hmm. so i just i i was holding this video on my hand ready to tweet it and i was like what is this gonna bring to the table it's just gonna be me 14 minutes for 14 minutes complaining about figma what is it what good is this gonna bring in like best case scenario the figma team sees this feedback sees the video of me complaining and they act on it That's like the best case scenario, right? Because what else can I can be featured on The Verge? Um, <laughs> that, that would never happen. Um, <laughs> like, if that was the best case scenario, I know people at Figma. Heck, I mean, friend of the show, Joey, he was on the show uh, once. Like, he works at Figma. We, we know people at Figma. Yep. So if that is the best case scenario, wouldn't it be more effective to just take this video and send the video to the Figma team so that they can act on it? And that's what I did. I took the video. It's on YouTube, um, unlisted. <laughs> But the video is there, and I, I've shared with the team, and I know they, they, they saw the video, and they appreciated the feedback, and cool. Like, I don't feel bad now. I don't feel dirty. Right. <laughs> that's it. That was the whole thing. Hmm. Now, hmm. can we see this video? <laughs> I so, think so. Uh, okay, yeah, so I think, so. I think, like, you're right. Um about pretty much everything um like most of the time like it's just a lot more productive to give feedback privately like mm -hmm. especially if you want someone to like truly consider changing their minds it's much much easier to do that when you're not in the spotlight mm -hmm. um so that is like a great way to approach things however like depending on what your feedback is i think there is some kind of value for having like a public discourse about a thing of like, hey, like here's what I'm feeling about this tool. Like, am I crazy? Or like like uh getting different sort of perspectives and trying to like understand maybe like the the rationale and the reasons why. And 
sure you can also do accomplish the same thing privately but like we all use these tools together so like i i do think that there are there is sometimes like value in sharing like your own thoughts because some other people might also say hey you know what me too like i've been running into this and that's been really annoying me and then that's actually valuable input um for figma itself or whatever the company is to say mm-hmm. hey look all of these people like this issue is is real like it's not just a single person complaining it's like all of these people are saying like yes like i'm having the same problem um so there are some cases when it can be valuable to to share publicly um but i agree with yeah. you like especially like in the place that that we're at where like we have a lot of friends of figma for example like um a lot of the times, like I, I do send a lot of me- like I, what I do is I just DM Joey basically every time some, <laughs> I have something like, hey Joey, like this is this thing that's like maybe a little bit weird or you know I've run into this issue, um, and I know they're like super thoughtful and like they're really like taking that that feedback, um, and they're I mean they're iterating really fast, um, so yeah. I think like that's like the cool thing I, too about Figma specifically is that you know, like you give feedback now, it's not going to be that you're not going to see a change in like three years. You're going to see a change in like a month or something, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, that's pretty great. I get the feeling that um, let's say maybe 60 to 70% of the the things I pointed out or that I was, you know, had issues with, I think they could be fixed or addressed if Figma had a design system for their products, I am pretty sure they don't. Really? Like if if they do, there's just so many inconsistencies that are like, you would probably caught that at some point, right? I'm sure they have some know. kind of design system. There's no way they don't. Really? I mean, it's literally I mean, like fields and buttons and things like that. Like, surely so they maybe. have some form of design system. Uh, maybe it's not fully complete and maybe there's a lot of like kind of little snowflakes or exceptions, but I, I would be shocked if they didn't have a design system or something that would pass as a design system. (laughs) Well, yeah, that's where do you draw the line? What qualifies as design system or not? Right. Yeah. So I don't, uh, I don't know. I, I started like doing some, even before I tweeted all this shit, um, I started mocking up like how. I would redesign, you know, unsolicited redesign oh, the wow. tool. That's See, that's what the world well, needs. We're talking about bad ways to get feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I know, uh, but because I was, I am. It is a fun like, exercise, I'm, though. <laughs> I am genuinely like interested in these problems because I know this is not easy. Like this shit is not easy, and and so uh, when I like basic. Um, information hierarchy in like the layer panels or whatever with the layers and layers and components and pages and stuff, all that stuff is really messy in my opinion. It was like, well, how I can, I can point out, I can describe like what's wrong with it or what, or where and how these things make no sense or are not intuitive. Uh, but then I was like, well, but then how, how would I do it? Like, cause it's tricky and, and interesting, like how sketch with their newest update that they shipped yesterday, I think uh, version 60, uh, they introduced that that Figma like tab between layers and components, mm-hmm. um, and honestly, like I think it made it worse <laughs> in certain aspects. Um, so anyway, but I was like doing a slight redesign of how I would 
do these things just because I, I am generally interested in them and I'm not sharing it. I'm not heck. It's just honestly for me as a little exercise thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, I might, I might share the, the video at some point. Uh, I can totally share it with you, Kev, but like, yeah, I'd love to see it. Whatever. Again, it's, it's 15 minutes, me, whatever. It's not interesting. I don't think it is. <laughs> um, cool. Anyway, 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 um, Figma is cool and we're using it more and more <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah. And their UI still drives me at the wall sometimes. So, but is there like a broad category that you'd say is your feedback? Is it the in- inconsistency that's mostly the driving you up the wall or is there something else? Like there's, there's, a, it's, it's a lot of little things. Um, and I think the theme of a lot of these things I pointed out and I, to address it in the video it's like i got a, I got a, I got this uh, sense that especially with their latest uh, i don't want to call it redesign but remember when they updated the design the ui of the the app mm-hmm. not that long ago maybe six months ago yeah. um like i think the theme behind that that drove that led that whole effort was we are a tool used by professionals so the tool should get out of the way so that uh, you know the professional the creator like the, doesn't see the tool the tool is just being used to create content to create work mm-hmm. and so they want to get out of the way um which i think is a good ideal right um so and because of that like i don't think they should be very opinionated in their ui or you know because you don't want to you don't want to force your own opinions and your own brand and stuff into the tool whatever i think that is the the ideal, the theme that drove a lot of decisions. But I think they just took some of those decisions a bit too far. Um, and so in, in where they are trying to get out of the way, minimize everything and like input fields don't really have, a, you know, a border like bounds. You don't really know where an input field starts and, and, and ends. You don't know if something is a label or something is an actual value that it can change. Or like in the layers list, um, if you if you remove if you remove the cursor from the layers list, they hide all of the, the little triangles, you know, to to indicate if if it's expanded or collapsed. Mm. If you hover away, you don't see those. And then at certain point, like I don't know if something is a layer or something is a group or something is a, uh, like a a path with more stuff, you know. Yeah, that's like, something I've been struggling a lot with in Figma too, and it's so hard to put your finger on. But I I think you've gotten us maybe as close as we can but like it's like i feel somehow that like i don't know how stuff is organized in figma mm-hmm. like i look at this layer list and it's kind of a whole bunch of nothingness to me mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like i look at the sketch one and i feel like the sketch one makes so much sense to me um but then just when by, i when i try to explain by, it i'm like it's, but it's not a ton of difference like <laughs> no it's it's like a lot of um like, like for example, Sketch, things. they have their artboards, they have a big, thick, like, separator background mm-hmm. thing, right, in the layers list. So you can immediately see where where does it, one artboard start and, like, where, you know, where yeah. does it end or whatever. Uh, in Figma, not really. It's way more subtle. They just rely on, well, indentation and the, the, the text is, is heavier for, for components and frames and stuff. Because um, why? Because they don't want to have something visually heavy, right? They want to be very light. But by removing some of that stuff, I think it makes it harder to scan and to 
to to use. Um, but again, but this is just one example. <laughs> um, I can I can send you the link. Well, we can talk about it. More yeah, if we sure. if we want. Cool. So that's it. I don't know. Uh, I was kind of nervous about the whole thing. I deleted tweets. But I usually don't like to delete tweets because I'm like, okay, hey, man, just own your shit. You know, like it's fine. <laughs> but in that case, I was like, why? Um, why? What am I getting out of this? And so, um, yeah. So that's that is it. Cool. Do you want to talk about the GitHub? Thing? Uh yeah, I mean <laughs> this is like fresh news. Um so GitHub had the I believe it's like one of their their conferences, GitHub Yeah, GitHub Universe. Universe, yeah. Um and they announced a ton of new stuff for GitHub, uh and one of them is the n- brand new iOS app and from uh what I could tell from Twitter, uh our friend Brian uh was involved in making it. Um, I think so. Yeah. So he's he's involved somewhere in the process. (laughs) Um, And uh, so the beta is like accessible. So you basically we'll put a link in the show notes. You have to go through and apply there. Um, GitHub.com slash mobile. There you go. Um, And then once you apply, uh, you know, for me, I got an email almost instantly right after I applied um, and got in. I installed it on my phone and. Holy crap, it is really good. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. It is um, good. So it is centered around issues. Um, so they're not yet trying to make like a fully fledged client like um working copy and there was like Which I few- think is a good decision, honestly. Uh, yeah, I think it's a good place to start. Um I think I would still like them to go <laughs> as as far as working copy goes. Uh and they can do it in a more user friendly way, maybe. Um but having it be like a file provider on iOS would be really awesome. Um, but anyways, even with the issues feature, it's so useful. <laughs> I have like, I mean, we didn't really talk about it on the show yet, but um, we just launched a big project uh, at work. Team I've been working um, working on for like the last year. Uh, and we're managing a lot of issues, a lot of like just planning for different things and stuff like that. Um, so having access to all that stuff on my phone and my iPad is super great. And they really did a good job at optimizing the interface for mobile and it support mm-hmm. things like dark mode and stuff like that. Um, one of the little like design touches that I like the most, um, it, I mean, it's nothing like revolutionary or crazy, but I so appreciate it is when you do a comment, it uh, opens like a little sheet, like on in mail, and you can drag it down to look at like the other comments or some of the other stuff on mm-hmm. the issue, and then pick back up where you left off. Um, that is super useful, and I I like immediately ran into the situation where I like tapped, and then I was like starting to write a comment and be like, oh wait, I need to reference, and then it was super easy to kind of jump back and forth, nice. and that's to me like that's the kind of stuff that makes mobile makes doing things that are typically done on desktop like really possible on mobile um so yeah i don't know it's it's really great like i i put it on my uh on my home screen like i'm getting the notifications and everything there like i think it's super cool this is how i'm probably going to manage a lot of my github issues uh, going forward which is really great same uh i'm really into it and i haven't i only use it for like an hour I do. I think it, it strikes a really 
good like sweet spot between being just very native and very like stocky you know very ios in this case um but also kind of like custom and new and fresh in some ways mm-hmm. um just one i guess silly example is of well you have the big heather like big ios what 11 to 10 big heathers um you have a search bar and you have a segmented control and then you have the content like i don't remember seeing these three components in this order usually you have the you know the segmented control right at the top uh like in the navigation bar maybe and then maybe the search bar immediately above the content that you're searching but having them displayed in this order is like feels very native these are all native controls but the way they are arranged the layout is kind of interesting um maybe the padding feels a bit off in some places but uh, i think overall uh, i think they hit a really good balance between again uh custom ui and and native ui and uh looks dope i also like that github is a very interesting product i think in my opinion like design wise ui wise um it's you can see like the you know the like the you can tell how old like through sediments in like you know geology um like a mountain you can see the different types of you know (laughs) soil does that make sense anyway like the github ui is like that you can see all the different layers of iteration on top of it right and you can see why some things are kind of awkward sometimes um (laughs) just because like when they introduced uh and maybe I'm getting the timeline wrong, but when they introduced the uh, projects, right, the Trello-like card-based interface, mm-hmm. um, they realized that they can't keep the container of like 800 pixels wide or whatever they have. Right. And so the navigation bar would jump from full width to back to the little container in the center. Just, that was awkward. That was because they had to add that one thing, right, and whatever. They had to open exceptions. Really long tangent to say... Uh, GitHub can be GitHub UI can be a bit quirky and very has a lot of little kinks and a lot of different uh, like contexts and reasons why certain things are the certain way they are. Um, but I think it's a really interesting uh, reimagine of certain um, GitHub UI uh, things. So you know you have a you have a pull request or an issue. And you have a bunch of stuff. You have like the reviewers. You have like the assignees. You have labels. You have milestones which are kind of labels but have other stuff you have projects right they can all they can all have all these metadata in where the web interface you just have like all, all on the sidebar right on the side to just keep adding another thing and the way they tuck that in into this floaty uh like card thing uh i think that was that was really well implemented i think it's a really good implementation of these quirky things requirements from um an old web interface um so i don't know i like it and also have you tried it on ipad it was yeah, really interesting to see the floaty bit. thing yeah the floaty yeah it's tab kind of on the side was, yeah that was cool that was interesting anyway um, no i was gonna say the one thing i find interesting is that they uh they recently released like an, a new version of the issues page on mobile specifically um hmm. that rearranges some of the elements and they didn't make the same kind of decisions <laughs> for where things should go um so yeah i don't know this is kind of like an interesting observation of like how different teams maybe prioritize different elements so i'd be curious to see like 
are those gonna converge at some point or is there really like a difference between of context between editing something in the mobile web versus editing it on the ios app and also they have also announced a big revamp of notifications github notifications yes which i know it's been just like the way they are implementing the back end is <laughs> anyway i don't i don't want to get started i don't know how much i can say it's a mess uh so it's not an easy you know it's very easy if you're doing an unsolicited you know redesign <laughs> but <laughs> the actual implementation of that the whole back end is kind of messy um hey actually looking at the app um if you open like issues for example and we have so you have the back button, you have the big header, you have the search bar, and then you have the segmented control, and then content. But then if you open the notifications tab, you have the segmented control on the top, with a little filters command, and then the header. You know, it's like, I don't know why they didn't follow the same uh, thing and have the segmented control under the inbox. Is this good podcast material? Know. Absolutely Probably not. not. <laughs> okay. Uh, so yeah, apparently Brian worked on it. I don't know if Bryn did. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing at GitHub. <laughs> But uh, this is a great, amazing uh, effort, job, good job, Brian <laughs> and team. <laughs> good job. I like it. Also interesting that um, GitHub, you know, GitHub is investing so much on iOS native. Well, not just iOS. This is also Android. But like native apps, mm. like, um, you know. Interesting trend there. Uh, I feel like maybe we should that, talk about it someday on the show. That's sweet Microsoft money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, I think of the, the lead uh, project manager, engineer, I don't know. I think the, 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 the lead person on this project, like he was at Facebook or Instagram and he, he built like a third-party GitHub client. And I think, I think that's a story. I don't know. This is like you just read tweets loose tweets on your timeline to try to piece together a story but i think he worked at instagram he he was developing a third-party github client um ios i think and then github hired him and i think this is the project that he was working internally mm. um so anyway uh good job uh get on the beta if you're listening to this and you use github um links in the show notes uh cool Cool. Awesome. Cool. Isn't it nice to ship something and like there's not a lot of drama around it? <laughs> Maybe there is. We just missed it. Yeah, but it's uh, nice. It's nice. It's, so I don't want to burst your bubble, but there is drama around it. <laughs> ah, shit. Of course. Thanks, internet. We can't have nice yeah. things. We don't cool. have to go into it. <laughs> we don't. Uh, okay. We don't have a lot of time. I mean, we've been recording for a while. Can I just ask you a couple questions about your home screen? Of course. Okay. Uh, you know what? Just to be fair like a fair playing field. I'm going to I'm going to send you mine. Okay, so it, I don't have a lot of questions. Uh, maybe I made it. I hyped it up too much. Um do you use RSS? Like No. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. I guess this is one thing I have to to clarify uh, is that I'm kind of like there's some apps that I don't really use on the on my lock screen, but they're just there because they've been there. <laughs> You're doing and, it wrong. Well, yeah, but I also like don't need that many apps. <laughs> and then I just I just swipe down and search for everything else. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you have any yeah. better suggestion for what I should replace it with, but um yeah. I mean I put a lot of 
put a lot of th- uh, thinking behind my home screen because like, your top row is phone, calendar, photos, and camera. I believe that's a default fr- uh, f- first row, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and probably the and that will is also that will forever be like that on my phone. <laughs> wow, because otherwise, phone? I I hate to to say this about your home screen, but um, if the home screen doesn't have that. <laughs> makes the entire home screen look terrible uh i just like it's just that thing that is like this is how the home screen should start and so i just said just keep it it will always be like this that is so wrong um (laughs) like uh whatever okay actually i was gonna nitpick hard but i'm 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 giving up i'm aborting abort abort mission because like (laughs) apple tv or the tv uh, app i guess do you watch tv on your phone that often no, but I, okay. I actually like sometimes I do add uh, stuff to my up next queue. And uh, with Apple okay. TV Plus and Disney Plus, all of that stuff is in the TV app. So I can just manage all of it in one place. Okay. Weather. Like, don't you just use the, you can swipe left to the get to get the widgets. That's always how I get my weather. I do sometimes. Honestly, I use multiple weather apps, but um, right. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I'm giving up. Uh, there's links in the show notes if people want to. <laughs> it's like to... I'm not that like I. <laughs> it's funny. Like I'm not really willing to defend my home screen. It's like maybe you like it, maybe you don't. Like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, uh, that's why. That's why I'm giving up because like there's not a lot of you're not defending it. So I'm just no. it feels it feels unfair. I'm just attacking you. Uh, actually, uh, I'm not attacking you. I love yeah. you, man. Uh, I think the <laughs> I like, think the worst thing about your home screen actually is the two folders up there. <laughs> Okay, See, you say that I agree that the two folders on the top right corner, they're not appealing, especially like on your home screen. But check the pagination thing at the bottom. <laughs> like, I don't have any other page. Like, this is it. Like, and... I can't swipe. <laughs> so I have to have folders because I can't just have how many apps will fit on your home screen. So I have to have other apps and they're all i have one app for all the other stock apps apple apps and one for other apps (laughs) and i never use that folder really i just use spotlight to get to those but anyway anyway uh, i'm i'm whatever this is not interesting i I just (laughs) i wanted to because you 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 made it sound like a big deal because like hey github already boom moved it to my home screen like huh like it made it it's that good but then like well but you know, clock is on your home screen, so <laughs> I guess it's not that valuable of a you know real estate. Uh, wait a minute, but don't you set alarms all the time and have like to to wake up in the morning? I have the. I'm actually like a heavy user of the clock app. <laughs> oh shit! I only use I use clock on two ways. I have my what do they call it? Like the, the bedtime alarm, bedtime thing, which I don't yeah. change that often. And if I want to set another alarm, I use Siri, like. Wake me yeah, up in that... seven hours or whatever. Uh, but if I really want to just go to that app, uh, I have it on Control Center. So I just swipe uh, Control okay, Center. Okay, well, then... I don't do that. Okay. But Same thing with I'm... camera. That's why I don't what have I'm camera. What I'm saying, though, is like I have so many free slots on my home screen. <laughs> like, there's a lot of things that I'm just like, I don't know. There's not that many apps that I need like, on a regular basis. Hmm. So hmm. the ones that are there are mostly there for more or less legacy purposes i'm like trying again like the the github one i feel like yes like this is a thing that i will go to and check really frequently uh i have kindle instapaper overcast 
Tweetbot, uh, messages, mail, like Safari. I don't know. Instagram. All these things are stuff mm-hmm. that I use, but like you, you can see also I have Kindle and books. <laughs> and this is like for mm-hmm. also for legacy reasons. Like and I'm not using paper. books anymore, but um, it's like I don't <laughs> for know. For legacy reasons. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, but I don't know what to replace it with. And I don't want to replace it with just any ugly looking icon. So I don't know. It's difficult. It's like, I, I kind of, I don't know if you do this. Actually, I'm looking at your home screen. Clearly you don't do this, but like, <laughs> I have, sometimes I like, I'm like used to, uh, like, for example, the books icon being like this orange icon being in that space. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so if I want to replace it, ideally I would replace it with another <laughs> orange icon <laughs> because, <laughs> because I, I think it looks nice with some orange in there. Um, <laughs> So the color also plays a big role into where they get placed on my lock screen. Uh-huh. It needs to look nice. So yeah, I I yeah. get some of it. Like I, I kept card hop on my home screen for way too long. Actually, until today, ah. I moved it out because GitHub made it replace it, and I just kept it around. Not because I used it a lot, but because the icon was. I still love that icon. Right, but I think um, I do need to do like a. Um, Actually, maybe I can I can see that in the um, the reporting, like in uh, what's the name of it, the screen time feature. Um, maybe I should look at all the apps that I'm using the most and see if there's apps that I'm using all the time that are not on my lock screen. You know what? This would be good homework for myself. Well, take a look. Uh, I just know that I do have apps like that, but I still don't want them on my home screen. Maybe to not use it as much. Like Apollo, I spend a lot of time on Reddit. Oh. But I don't have that. But right. if I swipe to to keep the spotlight thing going, and then you have the series suggestions, Apollo is always like the number one app. <laughs> there, so. Mm. Right. So okay, looking at my phone right now. Um, so the notable exceptions uh, uh, are Netflix, YouTube, hmm. and that's it. Everything else that I use all the time is on my iPhone. On my lock screen. Interesting. Okay. Well, never mind then. Uh, we're going to put links uh, in the show notes, or we're just going to drop both of our home screens. So if you want to, if you have suggestions, or if you have, if you want to make fun of us or ask us questions, feel free to do so on Twitter or whatever. What is cool. Byte for? <laughs> Sorry. Byte. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Byte is the is the new Vine. Uh it's uh, made by well founded I guess by the founder of Vine. It's a 6 second looping uh video thing exactly like Vine. It hmm. looks really good and I have friends who work there so like I've been following Okay, I'm just scrolling through. This is my... I just spend a lot of time on this. It looks good. The The feed, like, snaps. Um, I think it looks cool. Nice. Uh, it's still on It's still on uh, private beta, so I don't mm-hmm. want to, like, flex it too much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, But that icon, that terrible icon, is not uh, the original one. It's, like, the super early b- b- small group of beta testers exclusive... That's why it's like gold. Um, but I do like the gold. I think I prefer it over the the default one. Anyway, yeah, bite. 
All right. Fair enough. Cool. Okay. Should we do recommendations before we go? Let's do it. Uh, I don't <laughs> want to recommend this because it's too obvious. Let me think about another one. I'm I also trying to think of a recommendation. I have it here on my notes. Death Stranding. What's but that? that's such an like obvious recommendation. Like that's the the big game that everyone is playing now. That game is bananas. That game is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Everything about it is ridiculous. But in a good way. Okay. <laughs> like that game is nothing like any other game. It's made by Kojima. It's the first game in where Kojima is independent, has its own studio, so it's not he he for the longest time he was under uh, Konami. So of course you have like the higher ups, the big bosses telling you no, right? Now he has no one to tell him no. So all of his wildest, crazy, craziest ideas, he's gonna do them. Um and that's Death Stranding. It's the most ridiculous, weird game. Not just the plot, because the plot is like, wait, Norman Reedus is a, a FedEx delivery guy, and and the, the world is like post-apocalyptic. And wait, there are monsters that you can't see, but they create weird, like T-Rex type of footprints. And wait, there's like there's like dark goo monsters. And wait, there's a baby in the little pod. Wait, did Whoa. Norman Reedus swallow a baby? There's a baby inside his stomach. What? Wait. Why is Norman Reedus naked in the beach in where all the whales are like coming to shore, like dead whales everywhere, and there's floating monsters? Wait, what? And why is Guillermo del Toro there? And wait, Conan O'Brien is in this game and he plays himself? All of this what? thing, everything I said is true. <laughs> <laughs> so the plot is crazy, but also the gameplay is crazy. Like what do you actually do is crazy it's very it's a very different experience that i do recommend i also know this is a very long game which gave me gave me pause because i was like i'm gonna buy this game and i know i'll spend a lot of time on this game but also pokemon the new pokemon game is coming in a week so i can't play two games at the same time i'm an adult i don't have that much free time (laughs) so i was like should i hold off on one game but of course no because i can't but um so far, Death Stranding has been an interesting, very interesting experience. I gotta say this, like the non-bananas part, the actual interesting part from a practical standpoint. I think this is an amazing uh, envision of, of like what AR could look like in the future. Um, and that's been that's a very Kojima thing. Like even the 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 the, the, lead, the last Metal Gear game also had a lot of this AR things. Also very like military based. Uh, you know use cases but i think ar in this game is incredible and i'm like you know what this would be a believable like ar world that i would like for it to happen not just to do crazy unpractical silly things because it looks shiny this is like real useful practical use of ar uh in a world in where the technology has caught up and you can do whatever you want so what can you do in ar exactly i like i <sighs> I can't tell you exactly, like, all the things, um, just because I can't think of, every, like, everything, every, because it's so ingrained in that world that you don't even, sometimes you don't even realize that, oh, yeah, that's AR, like, that's not real. Hmm. But the basic, like, world scanning, it's like a, it's like a, a very cool Google Maps laid on top of the actual world, but in a very, it feels very seamless, right? 
because the main thing is like you are delivering packages from point A to point B. And the whole thing of the packages, like the, the boxes you can carry, they all have, they have the, the weight, the, like, the damage levels. Um, there's a cool little plot mechanic in where there's like rain that it feels like it's acid rain because when it like hits um, like uh, this one character, like it feels like it's, it's burning. But that rain is not acid rain. That rain affects the passage of time. So everything that it hits, time passes like really fast. So in that one character that it looked like uh, she was getting burned by the rain, like that spot in where the, the rain drops drop on her, she's getting it older. aged it right. like by 30 years or whatever. Anyway, it was like kind of cool. Hmm. But all this to say that all the packages, like they get... If it rains, they can get they can deteriorate really fast because okay. like well, this one box uh, is like two hundred years old now because <laughs> it rained. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> All that shit. Anyway, in AR it works pretty well, but I've been talking for way too long. I guess that's my recommendation. I started this by saying like that's a very cliche recommendation, and I'm not recommending it, but now I am. <laughs> so, what's your recommendation? Okay, that's cool. My recommendation is a bit more of a strange recommendation um i will be recommending a twitter account uh it's just someone that i started following recently that i just like found myself like really enjoying his tweets um so um his username is michael steber on twitter i don't know if you follow him um i don't know what like his actual job is but um (laughs) (laughs) i know that he basically like all he tweets about is the apple retail stores (laughs) Um, and yeah i'll send you a link and this sounds this might sound boring if it sounds boring to you don't follow him because you're not gonna think it's interesting but i he like really goes in deep about like the design kind of uh, differences between the different stores and he's probably the person with the most knowledge on everything they're doing with stores all around the world like the little touches and like there's like a lot of Apple stores have um, sort of this like business room hidden somewhere in the back and like they have like book selections and stuff like that. So he's been maintaining like these lists of like what kind of books they're having and how they're evolving wow. their design to, like language over time and stuff like that. Like it's been like super interesting, honestly, to to just follow that. Obviously, like I'm I'm into Apple, but I'm also like I've been getting kind of curious about the retail store design world, I guess. Um, mm. Also, like, as I'm reading my uh, my Aesop book that has, like, features a lot of, like, how they're designing their stores. Um, mm-hmm. I just find that super, that stuff super interesting. So, uh, yeah, it's, like, in a way, it's kind of, like, design system, right? Like, it's it's basically, like, we have this kind of identity and we have these sets of principles that we want to be consistent, but we also have these like very clear different use cases and these moments where we want to leverage the space and make it feel like it's part of its environment. So I don't know. It's obviously very far removed from product design, but in a sense, I can see a lot of parallels with some of the the challenges that even I have sometimes at work uh, designing with design systems. Cool. Uh, can you drop a link? I want to follow up. Yes. Person. Yeah, links in the show notes. Cool, 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 cool. Um, I guess that's it for the show. It's been always, it's kind of long. Uh, whatever. 
Uh, that's it for the show. Follow us on Twitter. We are at LayoutFM. Follow me. I'm at Rafahari, and where I tweet and then I delete tweets. And follow <laughs> Kevin. He's at VernalKick. <laughs> he doesn't delete tweets. At least no. I don't see them. Uh, you can find the show notes on our uh, old slash new website at layout.fm. That's a website, not a Twitter handle. Uh, and this show is part of the Spec FM network. We're all one big happy family uh, of podcasts and podcast hosts, podcasters, including our friend that we mentioned, Brian. Um, it feels like you were about to say something. Nope. <laughs> okay. I, I just uh, really visit need to them go to the bathroom. <laughs> You're like inhaling. <laughs> yeah, I really need to, to run to the bathroom. <laughs> okay. That's why I'm like waiting for you to wrap up. <laughs> uh, this is a weird segue, but uh, in thanks to... Uh, <laughs> Our sponsor, that's Flywheel, again, uh, it's time to start scaling your business with a hosting partner dedicated to helping you succeed. Move to your site to Flywheel for free today. Uh, learn more at getflywheel.com slash layout. Uh, and that's it. Kevin needs to go to the bathroom, so we're going to end it here. And I will have the upside down segment, even though there's nothing there, just so you can see the upside down artwork uh, if your podcast app supports it. I hope so. All right, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>